stopped paying attention in class I was thinking about the adventures of Ash About the misfortune of sending kids to Crystal Lake Became addicted straight away with the initial tape God bless Betamax VHS holy like Amanda Kruger I was introduced to genre flicks by Toby Hooper I started craving more just like Larry the Looter I collected VHS without commentary or bloopers Throw computers, magazines, a bunch of stores Spent my money on movies and begged my mom for more I'd watch the boys kill those astro bastards Five times a day or even more I loved the gore Lionel and Paquita combined their lonely hearts I was hellbound, Cenobites tore my soul apart I've seen them all, from Dracula to Vertigo Listen up, welcome to the horror show with Sean and Joe Hello everybody and welcome to the horror show show dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers All of your favorite and not so favorite horror movies and other horror related events I'm Sean I'm Rachel Hello, Rachel. Hey, Sean. Joe's still not here, so Rachel is back for the next two weeks because we're banging these bad boys out. We chose four episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? But prior to doing this, we were just talking about Nickelodeon, and I figured we should probably just start talking about it on the show because that's what you're supposed to do, right? You're supposed to talk about these things on the show. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so... Nicola, okay, so we were just talking about Rocco's Modern Life. I haven't rewatched it in years. And you just rewatched him, you were saying? No, but I oh. saw like a listicle that was like all the inappropriate shit on Rocco's Modern Life. <laughs> and one of them was that he worked as a phone sex operator, Rocco. That's so unbelievable. I mean, I remember there's. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I remember him with the headset on. Yes, and that's the one. And he's like, oh, baby, oh, baby. Oh, my God. Like, I've watched the clip on YouTube. Do you remember that? Yes, so vividly. It's insane. Oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) that is is absolutely out of control. That's so fucking crazy. (laughs) And the other thing, I don't know if it was mentioned in the listicle that I read or not, but the other thing that I remember that was like, really disturbing was Filbert would always be like, you turn the page, you wash your hands. Oh, oh Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> Why did he say that? <laughs> Why was he washing his hands? Oh my God. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh my God. I mean, I always knew that it was definitely out of all of them, probably the most like and I haven't seen it in years and I still knew that there was going to there was adult themes in that that were totally but like oh my god why didn't my parents let me watch that the phone I sex mean, operator episode I remember so vividly oh baby yeah. oh baby oh baby <laughs> <laughs> like did we realize as kids that that's what he was doing no, or there's no way I knew I, there's no way I knew like right, I, I mean right. I think it was like I, I uh, Definitely not that. I th- I probably thought he was just, I don't know. It's so weird. It was a good show, though. I remember it being really funny. I I loved it as a kid. I mean, it was definitely different. Um, yeah. And it felt a little bit more mature than Ren and Stimpy. It was like the smarter Ren and Stimpy. Uh, yes, yes. Because like Ren and Stimpy. So I'm just not a fan of just pure, like, I fucking hate that guy. What's his name? I talked about it on the Billy show. Billy West? No, not <laughs> no, Billy West. No. I love Billy West, actually. I, I like Billy West. Um, no, the anim- the animator. I'm thinking of the animator. No, 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 not even him. Not the camp guy. Is yeah. That- no, not him. I- no, this is totally 
<laughs> off topic. No, I, no, no. The guy, not 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 the camp guy. The guy who got uh, an expose done on him in BuzzFeed about how he's a predator. Oh yes, I do remember that. Was that? Yeah. Did that end up being true? Like that kind of just. Yeah. It disappeared. It just like it was a story John, that disappeared. John, um, it, it's like starts with a K. Yeah, his last Chris, name. Yeah. Well, everyone just calls him John K. Like right. that. That's his like popular pseudonym, I guess you could say, or like, that's the name he goes by. But it's yeah, John Krakowski John- or whatever, whatever. Totally. Um. Yeah, that's super interesting. Uh. Well, that that what he did isn't super interesting. Um. Just <laughs> it's, it's it's yeah, it's pretty gross. But yeah. I, I mean. Yeah, that story like came and went. It just went away. It was away. super weird. Um, but the thing that I don't like is that fucking guy that did the movies like um, stuck on you. It was brothers, the brothers. Oh, the Fairly Brothers. I can't fucking stand that shit. <laughs> do you not like Dumb and Dumber? Did I they do don't, Dumb and Dumber? I don't like Dumb and Dumber at all. Like, I, I really I'm don't. so like my taste sometimes is so lowbrow because I still consider <laughs> Dumb and Dumber like one of the great American comedies. I think everyone does except me. Um, but even <laughs> as a kid, even as a kid, I was like, ugh, like I was just like, I I, I strive for more substance, you know, like things it's like pretty things yeah. like Rumpelstiltskin <laughs> and, <laughs> and Sinbad stand up, which I loved. <laughs> What about the movie First Kid? I loved Sinbad. it. Loved it. I loved that movie. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it so I loved much. it. I really loved Sinbad's stand-up and like the one joke that like so a lot of times I would take stand-up as a kid. We are yeah. so off wait, topic here. Wait, uh, you would take a stand-up class? No, 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 no. I I mean, yeah, I learned the school of hard knocks. I was I was watching Comedy Central late night and HBO late oh. night. Um uh- <laughs> No, no, I didn't take. I was five. definitely watching HBO late night. But I was bringing, I was bringing that shit to school. Like I was bringing material from those things to school, and yeah. and repeating them, even if I didn't understand what the joke was. So um, everyone was like, "Oh, Sean's so funny." Yeah, no, no, people didn't really think that. Um, people were like, "Oh, can you please get away from me, poor kid? Like, <laughs> stop telling me your poor jokes." Um, but uh, look at me now. Now I'm a mediocre podcaster. Uh, but but the thing was, the thing was, I, I like Sinbad's routine. I used a lot of Sinbad's routine in school, like a lot of it, especially. Um, the vampire, the he, he had a bit about a vampire chasing him and him tripping his girlfriend while they were running. <laughs> like, I don't remember that. Oh, oh, it was classic. Some classic. Sinbad I'll have to material. look it up later. Some classic Sinbad material there. Um, John Leguizamo, I used a lot, which is really weird. Oh, I'm not, I'm not you like- told me you told me you like that movie, The Pest. Like, <laughs> that's your fate. I think you told me one time and I was honestly fucking shocked that you told me that your favorite movie was The Pest, because that seems like the kind of movie that you and Joe would rake over the coals for being obnoxious and irritating. <laughs> and mean, here's the thing. I I love John Leguizamo. I saw that movie when it came out and I was fucking disgusted with it because it was so obnoxious. And I like obnoxious stuff, but that was like the next that, level. That was bad. That was bad. That was a bad period of the 90s. Um, they're, they're right. just, you know, that was like, that was like, that was like, can we, it's, can, can we apply the Pauly Shore uh, yes, formula yes. to other people? It was like, who can be the most obnoxious yes. 
leading man right. possible. Like, oh, like let's try let's let's, let's see if Stephen Baldwin can do it. <laughs> <laughs> let's see if John Leguizamo can do it. And it was what a weird formula, huh? I saw Polly Shore at my gym like a couple months ago. How was that? It was fine. We made like uncomfortable eye contact and it was just one of those things where like I accidentally looked him in the eye and he could definitely tell that yeah. like I made a mental note like, oh, it's Polly Shore. Yeah, yeah. It, was he still wearing his fucking bandana around his neck like he does now? No. That's he his was new like thing. he looked like he didn't want to be at the gym either. <laughs> yeah, well <laughs> he's like sixty years old. I don't blame him. <laughs> All right. So anyway, we barely talked about Nickelodeon. Um, we should do a Nickelodeon podcast, though. Um, I think, we absolutely I think should. We, I think we'd be good at it. Um, we did. So all right. So we're doing four episodes total Two this week to next week. This week are two episodes you chose. Yes. Laughing in the dark. From uh, season one, episode two. Right. And Tale of the Dangerous Soup, season three, episode 13. Now, if you buy them on Amazon like I did. I did, too. They they, are, they have the wrong seasons listed. <laughs> it's all jumbled up. I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know what they were thinking either. It's really bizarre. Um, you would have to, like, comb through each season and find the right episode because right. they're not in order. No, Laughing in the Dark is listed on Amazon as season one, episode one. And I did not write down. Uh, the Dangerous Soup was like season six or something so or weird. season seven. So it was so weird. And I guess you can also find these on YouTube. Somebody linked me um, okay. after I'd already purchased them. And I was like, well, thanks for the help. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, so anyway, so we're going to start with Laughing in the Dark and uh, Dangerous Soup this week. And then next week we're going to do Tale of Cutter's Treasure Part one and two to celebrate Valentine's Day. We're uh we're Dr. Vinking it. A very Vinky Valentine's Day <laughs> next, Brilliant. next week. Thank you. Uh, this is what I'm paid to do. Um come up with wonderful wordplay. Wonderful wordplay. So Laughing in the Dark, very early episode. Did you choose this because yeah. you remembered it? Or or was I it just like um a random I story? chose I chose Laughing in the Dark. Because I have a thing with clowns, mm. not like, oh, I'm scared of clowns, like everyone's scared of clowns, whatever. Right. I really, I really like clown art. Oh, I know. Okay. Yeah. Like I actually had a listener of my show. She's her name's Kate. She's an amazing artist. She sent me clown art that she did because I like mm. clown art so much. Well, that's bizarre. Uh, so I remember. I know it's really <laughs> it's it's weird. I get terrifying. it. It's weird. Yeah, it's terrifying. But I like clown art, um, especially sad, drunk clowns. Uh, so laughing in the dark, I remember this because Zebo the clown was so iconic. I think he was like a reoccurring thing. That's what I thought, but I couldn't or find he was, him. On I any think other he was episode. like at least referenced. He was at least maybe. referenced. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe you're some right. other episode. Maybe you're right. And I just remember this episode being particularly well done and creepy as a kid. <laughs> and I also wanted to pick something that was like the first season. Sure. Sure. To start off. So, yeah. Yeah. Things don't change from this season. <laughs> like Tales of Cutler's Treasure is the latest ones we do. And that is season right. four. And right. I'll tell you what. Not a lot changes. Not not a lot. Changes. No, no. And I stopped watching the show 
after probably season four anyway, like, or it stopped being good after maybe 1995, I think. Did you know that they had like a reboot in the 2000s? They did? Oh, wait, was was the little Tucker, was that little shit on it? Uh, but like grown up? No, I don't. Uh, wait, which one's Tucker? The guy with the glasses? No, he's Gary's younger brother. He's the one who who finally comes to the show. Oh, like I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know, but I guess the the nerdy guy with the glasses um, is plays like an older guy in the stories. Oh, Gary, that's Gary. That's Gary. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right. Gary's in. Gary plays. Uh, other characters within the stories in the 2000s i guess so a little little homage if if gary was um like 2019 gary would definitely host like an academic horror podcast (laughs) yes for sure for sure fuck oh my god that is a that is a an award-winning skit right there because (laughs) he is that guy he lives in brooklyn he has the academic horror podcast where they sit on stools where they sit on stools and are like hmm yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he he definitely has that show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um so this was released August 22nd, 1992, which means the first episode was like on my birthday probably or near my oh. birthday. Yeah, August 14th. Um Betty Ann is the storyteller. Right. Betty good old Betty Ann and uh starring Christian Tessier from You Can't Do That on Television. I loved that show. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed with it. There's actually a new show on Netflix called uh, The Who Was Show. And it's about historical figures. But they do the wall, the pop out of the wall gimmick. Oh. But with historical figures. It's really cute. It's like a little, I think it's just a little um, homage to um, You Can't so you Do, that, can't on do that on Television. Yeah. That was a great show. It's really cool. I loved it's really it. cool. Yeah. Um, oh, I was obsessed with that show when I was a kid. It had that weird, was- like, Monty Python art. It was very Monty Python-esque, and I remember it being, like, for me, like, I was absolutely terrified of Barth, the guy who ran the fast food restaurant oh who sold my burgers. Oh, God. I totally Do you forgot remember about Barth? that. Yes. Holy shit. You have, you have a good memory. Um, I, yeah. And it was that show and Roundhouse that made me want to do comedy. Like, those were probably, like, the things as, like, a little kid that, like, influenced me. Like, oh, I want to do sketch comedy one day. Or, Fuck, like, dude. I want to be cool like these dumb kids. Barth was you know? fucking terrifying. He was awful. <laughs> he <laughs> was... <laughs> He was way too scary for a kid's show. I'm sorry. Equally as creepy was like the stage manager or the director or whatever he was with the headphones and the mustache. Like even that guy was unsettling (laughs) to me as a kid. Like All of the adults on that show were unsettling. It's so true. It's so true. And then what did you say was the second thing? Roundhouse? Roundhouse. Oh my God. That that shaped my life. Do you remember they did a contest with the um, electric chair? You oh, could, to win the electric chair. Yeah, you could win the chair that the dad. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. <sighs> that those kids on Roundhouse, I thought they were so fucking cool. Yes. They always so dressed I. cool. <laughs> like they had the whatever, like the coolest outfits in 1992 and 93 were like they had them. But not like not like <laughs> the kids on Are You Afraid of the Dark are dressed like <laughs> homeless oh, <people>. idiots. <laughs> And I, and you know what I'm going to talk. I wrote some notes about some of the outfit choices. They're unbelievable. Our, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen tighter belts around people's like 
stomachs. Like the belts aren't at their waists. There's a lot of blouses on men, too. <laughs> like, no kid at that age, like, we were kids when this was going on. Like, yeah. I'm, if I was going to the woods to tell scary stories, I wouldn't be like, all right, time to put on my, my nice blue blouse. <laughs> <laughs> also, Frank has some looks. Like, Frank is the guy who's like the tough guy of the group. Yes, you he, can like, tell. You can tell. Yeah. <laughs> He's because he has the a part. fucking bandana on. It's like, oh, tough guys wear bandanas. It's like, dude, you look like Rico Suave. <laughs> yeah. He looks like a member of Menudo. Uh, totally. For sure. Is he wearing. Um, overalls. He's like- wearing in one of them. He, he's like definitely does the like cut off shirt. Like he's the like wearing like a cut off. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I knew. I knew the guns were out. The guns were out. Guns. The guns were out, and it's like it looks pretty cold. <laughs> First of all, you're in Can- you're in Canada in the woods <laughs> at night. It looks pretty cold, Frank. Like take it easy, and then he, Frank. Take it easy, Frank. Um, yeah. That okay. W- Should we start laughing in the dark? Sure. Sure. It was directed by Ron Oliver. Okay. He wrote Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. Oh. Yeah. So we got a big Hollywood name here. Uh, could you tell that this was made by somebody that was in Hollywood? <laughs> Absolutely not. Except no. <laughs> I will say that this episode holds up better than other episodes. You think? I do. I, I don't. Th- I don't agree. <laughs> we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna have to uh, debate that, and you I tell disagree. me which episodes okay. you think. Okay. I so- also think it's fascinating. Before we jump into it, I also think it's really fascinating, and there's a trend throughout all the seasons. There's like max, th- like three actors per movie, <laughs> like outside of like outside Stars. of just the outs, outside of like extras, I guess, or, or like like a mom and dad that are like, okay, see you later. Like there's like three actors in every episode and that's it. And that's pretty cool. Oh, you mean like actual like characters? Yes. Yeah. I never thought about that. They don't expand it outside of that. There's, there's like three characters per episode and it's interesting. And it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. I like, there's an element of, um, difficulty to that. Like, it's like a, it's like a play or something. Right, right, right. So there's an element of difficulty to that. But the writing in these is. It's horrendous. It's so bad. It, like there's moments. And I think it's in Laughing in the Dark where I really had like, I was like, who was no, like, were they just like, just say whatever. Like, like somebody it's, wrote it yeah. down. Somebody wrote it down and was like, yeah, that's fine. Like, let's just, let's roll with it. <laughs> like, um, Well, the opening to this episode opens different than, than any others than any others so i was like at first i was like oh my god did i get like a bunk stream of this like i just <laughs> paid for this why do I, why am i not getting the opening with the campfire yes yes <laughs> it like cuts immediately into the story with a voiceover of what's her name mary beth uh, yes mary beth or mary betty, beth ann, betty like, ann betty ann oh Be- betty ann is like doing her voiceover about the story but it's like it's in the like the backdrop is like the carnival. Right. But then they go back to the campfire and they have that little intro with the campfire. Yes. Thank God. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, I know. I was. And yeah, I was I was nervous about that. Like I was like, oh, maybe it's because it's so early in the seasons. Like I didn't know. Um, right. So, yeah. So we open up. We get a carnival. 
Uh, and yeah, they like just jump into the story and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Um, two little girls open a door. Zebo the clown pops out. He's uh, a clown, <laughs> a stuffed clown <laughs> that looks like shit and is carrying a bag of money and smoking a cigar. Uh, quite frankly, probably, uh, you know, he's, he seems he appears busy, so I, w- I, w- I wouldn't be too afraid of him. Right. He seems like he's got a set of hobbies. Robbing he banks. He has and stuff smoke. to do. <laughs> yeah. He has he's stuff got to shit do. to do. It's fine. Um, and you're, yeah, like you said, like you get kind of, you kind of get turned. Uh, it's a little, you're confused. And then all of a sudden it cuts to the campfire. And one of the girls, Kristen, who, if memory serves me right, I believe she was like the pretty girl. And Rachel Blanchard. Is that her? Actor. That's act- her. That's her actor name. She went on to do like a bunch of movies oh, like really? in the late nineties and early two thousands. Yeah, she. I think she was in Road Trip. Good for her. Good for her. Yeah, she had like a career. So she's Kristen, and she's she's like I'm afraid of clowns, and she tries to run away. And but she's also I it, my 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 memory. If memory serves me, the the story arc for her. There was a little bit of a story arc in Are You Afraid of the Dark yeah. with these kids, and I think yeah. she was. The pretty girl who they were like, you can't handle scary stories. <laughs> right. And she was like, yes, right. I can. And then they were like, fine, we'll put you to the test. And um, I'm pretty sure that was like her story arc. Cause, and that's why the kids in this are like, told you she couldn't make it. And like things like that. And she was like, oh, well, I, I can do it. <laughs> right. Like that was her like initiation. Right, right. But thing. she was very much like the pretty girl who they no one thought would make it. Right. Um, and I don't know if she does make it or not. So she was, I think she was only in the first season. Oh, if so memory she, serves. They were right. She they didn't right make it. She did not make it. <laughs> Fucking pretty girls, man. Um, and then we get submitted for your approval of the midnight society. The tale of laughing in the dark. Wait. So me and Joe have covered. Are you afraid of the dark in the past? I, I don't remember. Yes. I don't remember what the fuck we talked. People, are, people you ask me. Guys, I know which ones you did. We did the kids. You did the one that fucking shook me to my core as a kid. <laughs> like that when I saw I saw that episode when it aired, The Tale of the Lonely Ghost. Yes, yes. And I f- was so fucking scared of that ghost girl. I literally cried. <laughs> like while I was like I have never I was horrified. And I'd seen like real horror movies before, yeah. but that image of that girl appearing in the mirror was like she no, was ghastly. No, thank she you. She was ghastly. She was awful. And then the other, like, I'm actually getting like goosebumps thinking about, like, I'm having like a repressed memory. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you did the, um, the movie theater one with the, oh, with, with the vampire. Yes. And Dr. Vink is in that one too, I think. He is. So, yeah. So those, okay. But I don't know if we ever talked about like the theme song or what we talked about within them. What's your favorite theme song? The beginning one or the end one? <laughs> oh, the beginning one because it's it's so well done. It's so creepy. Like okay. that whole Fair intro. Enough. Fair enough. What I, do you mean the end one where it's like the like technified I, I dance really version? Like the jazzed up one at the it's, end. It's like it's like it is like the techno remix. It's like the party mix. I think I think of it's, the theme. 
I think there's like something about that formula that's super unsettling because it's very much like <laughs> somebody telling you a horrifying story and they'll be like, all right, kids, go to bed. <laughs> right. like, it's like a false sense of like security. Like, well, and it, it was the last show on SNCC too. <laughs> so it literally was, okay, kids, go to bed. Right. It came on. It was like the final show. And then that's because like that was like I always asked my parents, can I stay up and watch SNCC? And then it would end on Are You Afraid of the Dark? And God forbid it was the fucking lonely ghost. And I had nightmares. I tried to show my son <laughs> Cutter's Treasure tonight. He, what did he think? He did not. He uh, We watched the intro and he was like, you know, because I kept being like, all right, you need to tell me if this is too scary. Right. And he's like, OK. And we watched the intro and he's like. Yeah, I think this is going to be too scary for me. <laughs> that intro's that intro is the scariest part of the whole. It show. really was. It really was. It set such a tone. It set such yeah. a tone. Um, okay, it, well, I, I, poor Brendan, my boyfriend, was forced to watch <laughs> all four episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark, and he's like seven years older than us, so he missed that oh, part. Like that was oh. not his generation. <laughs> yeah. So he, so he doesn't have the nostalgia factor. He's just like, what is this fucking Canadian hot garbage? <laughs> it, it's, I, I, I agree with him. After watching these, I was like, these are brutal. <laughs> like these totally. Are, um. So anyway, so yeah, so uh, we meet our Zebo kind of. You kind of have an idea just from the jump that this guy's going to be um, the bad guy. Um, and uh, we meet our group of kids here. Uh, I don't even, I, I think one of them does not. Oh, wait, no, he does have a name. It's like uh, we, Ouija. Ouija. His name is fucking Ouija, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Ouija. What's the other ones? Ouija and Josh. Josh is the red. Ouija and Josh. Yeah. And Josh is fa a famous actor. He was. He is. Was he like? What was he in? He he, he kind of looks so, like the Shermanator. Okay. Oh, he's the, he's the guy from. You can't do that on television. Also, but he, oh, he, you're right. He's in um, he's in like Supernatural and stuff. And I'm I'm sure he's in a million other things. But like, he, right. he's active as we speak. Good for Josh. Good for Josh, man. He's good just, for Josh. Um, his acting chops are pretty low, though, right now. <laughs> yeah, he's like he he as you as is like you will see on Are You Afraid of the Dark is what I call the Canadian bully. Yes, which is like yes. the least menacing bully <laughs> ever that says that calls people things like okay, snot. <laughs> It's so true. I've never thought about that. It is the Canadian bully. They're so kind. They're just They're like, so kind. He's like, give me a break. Like, even when he bullies the kid, he's like, I'm going to make you wear that clown nose. And then he thinks the kid calls back. He's like, all right, you don't have to wear the clown. Right. He rescinds on it. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. But he's like, so Josh is like giving the giving his friend Ouija and his younger sister a hard time. Yes. Because they won't like, go into just, laughing in the dark. Because they don't want to go into laughing at the dark. And he goes, you know, both you guys are chicken. Yes, yes. Um, and they're, yeah, they're talking about they've heard it's haunted, something to do with a clown. Um, and, and then in this like Carney shows up. That guy's terrifying. I'm convinced. Here's, here's that, what I would. That might be Fink, the actor that plays Fink. I, that would be. We have to look that up. Yeah. But that guy, 
whoever that character is, like, does he even work at the park or is he just a cosplayer? <laughs> He's definitely just a cosplayer. Because uh, who dresses like that after 1919? <laughs> well, that's part of the story, right? I think that's. Um, yeah. Um, Oh, wait. This is- like, yeah, Zebo. There's like a backstory to Zebo and he tells it, doesn't he? <laughs> um, does somebody tell somebody fucking tells it? <laughs> somebody tells the story of Zebo. Like, someone tells the backstory, and it's basically that he was a clown at the carnival and he was really into smoking cigars, which yes. is terrifying already. Like, just <laughs> a clown smoking cigars. Yes, yes. And then he stole money from the carnival. And so. He hid out in like his haunted house or whatever, his like a ride, his ride attraction, and then it burned down from one of his cigars. This is this is all very true. Um, so this guy is Aaron Tager, who plays Zebo. I don't think he plays Zebo and the Carney. Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, it's the same. Oh. He's been in everything. Oh my god. They had a they got a ton of like um Oh, he is Dr. Vink. He is Dr. Vink. Yep. Whoa. He plays Dr. Vink. Um crazy, right? Clean shaven. Wow. Dr. <laughs> Blow uh, I, your mind. You just broke my brain. You just broke my brain. I don't like that. But uh, okay, I'll accept Blowing it. Blowing your mind. Um so yeah, so this Carney pops out and he's like, Don't believe in Zebo, old Zebo, do ya? And he tells him, uh, you know, the whole thing, you got to pick the right door, because if you pick the one with Zebo, he'll never let you out. But if you pick the right door, you can leave. Okay, sure. They all bail, of course. Um, and and the carney's are like, shoot yourself. I'll be here. I'm always here. And he disappears into the night. And then he, but he also says the creepy rhyme. He goes, he says the oh, slogan. Yeah. The slogan, it's the most fun in the park when you're laughing in the dark. Yeah, no, that was the one where I was like, you know, <laughs> I feel like they were like, all right, he needs to have like a catchphrase. And they were like, somebody said that and they're like, you know what? They're fucking kids that watch this. Who cares? Yeah, it's fine. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Um, we, I, I love these shows because of the commercial breaks. Commercial breaks are so cool. Um, I don't know why. The way it breaks up a, a, a show is so funny. Like, because there is a moment of time elapsed in between these, right? So commercial break. Right. And then we see the kids. And these kids are doing so much legwork <laughs> to figure out to figure out what is going on with laughing in the dark. Instead of just being like, yeah, we're not going. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. They 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 have newspapers from the 1920s. <laughs> they've researched the entire park. What they've discovered is this isn't the original Spook House. <laughs> I didn't get this. The <laughs> the original Spook House was in 1920 and it burned down with Zebo in it because Zebo, <laughs> the original Zebo was real and he robbed a bank and then he 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 hid in the um the, the 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 spook house when he was evading the police what i mean by i didn't get that is was this was the spook house like the haunted house was it put in the same location or yeah. were they saying they cha- it was okay because yeah. i thought they were saying like okay okay I so think, that's why it's i think i don't know I, who knows I, I was unclear about that i I'm mean sorry i'm not sure because it looks like a portable one like carnivals tend to be 
movable. Um, they don't stay there year round, so I don't know. <laughs> but but wait, is this okay? Yeah, go on. But yeah, so they uh, Zebo goes in there with his cigar because he loved cigars, <laughs> and then Zebo burned the place down with him inside. <laughs> what an idiot! <laughs> and um, yeah, that's that's the end of that. Um, so is that the scene? It, well, is that the scene where Josh tickles the younger sister? Oh. Yes, it just all of a sudden because they're telling the story, and then all of a sudden oh. Josh is like, eh, "Okay," and then just starts tickling the sister in the most creepy way I've ever seen. It was so unnecessary. He was like thinking he was like really like, "Oh, I got you." Like, there was some like, yeah, there was like some very inappropriateness <laughs> with that tickle fight. I didn't like it. I did I not like, like it, it at all. Um, and I also didn't like when he chases her outside, t- trying to tickle her. And then she hits him with a trash can lid and then goes, like, the writing in this was so insane. She goes, don't mess or I'll bump you in the head. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, that's barely English. Like, why Why would she? They, why would they make her say that? I was so confused. Don't mess or I'll bump you in the head. Like, not even like, it's not even like a sentence. Like, I don't even don't understand mess. it. Like, she should, don't like, mess what? I, wh- why not just like stop or I'm going to I'm going to do that again. I don't know. Anything that was like um, grammatically correct would have been fine. Um, yeah. But anyway, Josh is finally like they get into an argument and again about being chickens and Josh somehow manages to get them back to the carnival. I really like that transition, though. I will say it was stupid, but I like. Sure. It. Sure. I didn't think much of it. Um Sure. And Josh wants to steal. Josh wants to steal the nose, though, uh, as like a as a trophy, a trophy. Yes, as a trophy. Yeah. So that's his big plan. Um, So they go. And of course, the carny shows up again and he's still saying it's the most fun in the park when you're laughing in the dark because he's really trying to sell this ride. Uh, He's got to sell some tickets. He's got to make a quota here, guys. Right. Um, Where's my uh, icon? Oh, there we go. Um, So Josh goes in. The other kids do not, right? They don't. And Josh is definitely not afraid. Yes. He's not afraid. (laughs) Josh is definitely not afraid. Um, Yeah, sorry. I was just reading something. Yeah, so Josh is not afraid. He's going in. He's mocking Zebo. Uh, he's like, oh, I'm Zebo. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then real ass Zebo shows up and not not the stuffed character later, like a guy, a man dressed as Zebo is is there. And I was like, oh, shit, because I remember stuffed Zebo vividly. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, you know what? This might actually be a scary episode because the real Zebo scared me a little bit. <laughs> like, that's yeah. Little- He's yeah, animate. Zebo's scary. He's moving. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, and then he then he takes his nose off. That's the last that well, that's that's the last time we see real Zebo. <laughs> right. But he takes his nose off and he's even more frightening without the nose on. Well, yeah, the the fake one, right? The stuffed one. He takes the Is nose that, on. Yeah, but he's still frightening to me. Yes. No, no. <laughs> Yes, he was frightening without the nose. He looked like a skeleton face. I didn't like it. <laughs> also, uh, Josh gets lost in the maze and is like, cigars. <laughs> oh, right. He keeps smelling cigars. Whenever Zebo's near, 
the scent of cigars is also there. What a weird thing for kids. <laughs> like, oh my god! Like, might- like he's like he's having some kind of like flashback. Like the way he smells the cigars is like he's having some fucking flashback. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I was actually too about to say like it seems maybe like this might be an analogy for like a creepy uncle. <laughs> Okay, well, wait till we get to the dangerous soup, because I have some psychoanalysis about that. Oh, that's funny, because I have some for for Cutter's Treasure, too. There's there's just a lot of weird shit in these, and I don't know why, and it's a little unsettling. It's a little unsettling. Well, it's Uh, like I tweeted tweeted last night, because I was watching them, I tweeted that this was our Black Mirror. This was Black yes. Mirror for 90s kids. Yes. For <laughs> you know? sure. For sure. They were just destroying things we loved. <laughs> they totally. Were, um, so Josh is uh, Josh is harassing. He steals the nose um, and he smells cigars again, but he gets out. He totally gets yeah. out. Um, and that's the end of that. Josh goes home and he's hearing noises around his house. Well, first it cuts to the scene where he makes he makes Ouija wear the nose. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah. Well, was that that part or dude, I don't know. He kept like trying to put it on him. And like, I feel like because then he brings it home anyway. Well, yeah, because he's like the Canadian bully where he's like, OK, you don't have to wear it now. <laughs> yeah. Like, OK, just at school tomorrow. And then, <laughs> and then he goes home. He's he hears creepy noises. Things sound like they're falling. Things of this nature, and then the phone. I oh. wait. What? I'm sorry. Yes. Is this part fucking outraged me? Where he's in the kitchen and he there's a note from his mom because neither of his parents are home, and his mom says there's chocolate pudding in the fridge. He grabs the biggest fucking bowl of chocolate pudding I've ever seen in my life. Like I don't know how many packages of pudding that was but that was like 50 packages yeah we never it's, had that much chocolate pudding it's the biggest bowl of pudding i've ever seen and he's holding it and he hears a creak like a door creak <laughs> and he drops the pudding all over the fucking floor it is a mess it's a disaster and he doesn't even he doesn't even he isn't even like oh shit like he just fucking drops it everywhere pudding all over the floor <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even write that down. That's so funny. I don't know why I didn't write that down. And 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 to make matters worse, it never comes like he like the pudding makes an appearance in a in a scene later. Like oh, it but does. He he does he doesn't fucking clean it up. Like he no, doesn't worry about. Not he never all. cleans it up. He doesn't even like oh shit. I have to go back to the kitchen to that, clean up that fucking pudding. That's his biggest bully moment for sure. Is not cleaning up the pudding for. I want to see mom coming home and being like, I made. 50 packets of pudding for you and you spill it on the floor you little shit oh yeah she he's she's she's gonna be pissed she's gonna be pissed um okay so he spills it on the floor yes yes then he says something very um hilarious he says you better show yourself or you're gonna get beaned <laughs> that's so f- the the language they use in this is so weird and i don't mean that as in like crude language obviously it's no, just it's like too it's wholesome it's, it's almost like, foreign i mean i know it's canadian but like it it's almost like they couldn't speak english <laughs> like, right it's, it's weird very it's odd weird. um so jo- uh ouija ends up calling him right the phone rings uh it's ouija uh right. you know josh is like i'm gonna make you wear your nose tomorrow eh? and ouija's like okay hangs up 
Phone rings again. And that's when he's like, all right, hey, like I'm going to you don't have to wear the nose. And and, and, and then it's then it's Zebo, And he's like, it's Zebo. Give it back. Give it back. He is the worst smoker's voice. Ever. Oh, yeah. He's been smoking for uh, for quite a many years now. Um, freaks the kid out, obviously. He runs and then it. he starts like taking out the silverware out of the drawer. Yeah, I don't I don't understand that, but this is probably the most horrifying part of the movie or the show. He smells cigars. Oh god. Oh wait, so yeah, he pulls out the silverware cuz he's like trying to like bring some semblance of normalcy to his life. So he's like, maybe if I set the table it'll become normal. <laughs> He right? pulls out the all the silverware. Right. Puts it all on one place, Matt. It's so unsettling. And then he goes to like serve dinner, which is in a pot cooking, and he opens the pot and it's just a pot full of fucking I'm like about to gag thinking about it. It was a, gross. A pot full of smoking cigars. Like, ugh, oh, it was my so God. gross. I'm gonna throw that up smell. About that it. smell must have been awful. Oh my god. It's so gross. Oh, God. And then uh, he looks down and then in the pudding is a footprint. And you know it's Zebo's footprint <laughs> because it's got a Z in it. <laughs> Who wears shoes that have a, their initial printed on the soles? And it's also very clearly um, like the set design. A clown. Well, no, no. Well, yeah. Like the clown shoe would have been enough, right? That would have been right, fine. Right, right. But clearly it's even like the Z isn't even like an imprint, like a, a stage no. crew just wrote it. It's handwritten. So it's like all fucking squiggly. totally. It's not <laughs> right. It does not look like a Z imprint at all. That was uh, definitely the work of a of a set. Decorator. That was my favorite. Um, he calls Ouija and he's like, tell me it's you. Tell me it's you. And then this is the most 90 thing. Like, I don't think any kid in 2019 will understand what is happening in this like oh right so he 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 locks himself in his room he calls Ouija and he's like was that you that called me and are you playing a prank on me and Ouija's like I don't know what you're talking about and then they hear a click and he's like is that you and Ouija's like you know I only have one phone in the house and then Zebo's on the line he's like give it back but (laughs) having Picking up the house line while somebody else is on the phone is so crazy. Like, I haven't thought about that in forever. (laughs) That was my nightmare because I had a younger brother who was close in age to me. Yeah. And I'm sure he picked up the phone while I was like talking to some boy or something, you know, (laughs) and then you hear them like breathing and kind of laughing on the other end. And it's like, you're so fucking angry at that point. Oh, my God. Just the idea that you could. Pick up another phone and listen to somebody. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Kids will kids today will never know that pain. There's too much privacy in 2019 for kids, I think. I, I think I think kids need a little interference. They need a little static. Well, yeah, they do. You know what I mean? Like Well, we had to work for our porn too. Like work, really Oh, I you know me. I'm I'm all about that paper porn. You had to work hard to get copies of paper porn. Right. And if you were lucky enough to get on the internet, it took like a year to download. Like each, it would go in like a sections. Picture. A picture. A, and you took what you got. <laughs> yeah, there was no, there was. You, 
There was no tailored fucking <laughs> bespoke porn searches, Mm-mm. like tailored to your every nope. fantasy. Nope. You were like, okay, I guess this picture of Jenny McCarthy is going to have to It's going to have to do. I'm going to have to put somebody else's face on it. Just kind of right. picture what I can. Picture what I can't. Uh, kids just have it way too easy these days. Too um, easy. Too easy. Not not enough Zebo. Not enough Zebo in their lives. Um, <laughs> so while this is happening, uh, Josh goes to lock the door and a balloon gets inflated from underneath the door and it says, give it back again. So he's like, all right, I'll give the nose back. Yep. So he heads back to the amusement park, goes into laughing in the dark. He gets to the room with the doors. Um, the door the door opens and it's it's a strobe light and he gives the nose back, like in the bag, and then in really weird fashion, he gives him a box of cigars. Where did he? Where did a little kid get a whole box of cigars? First of all, that probably cost money. Second of all, who is like? I mean, it was probably some Canadian store keep who was like, now you swear these are for your mom, right? <laughs> it's so weird. And he's like, just take these cigars as a sign of, and like, like a kid would even be able to pick out good cigars, right? Like, you know, Zebo right. would be like, hey, take that shit back. Like, right. Like, this isn't my brand. How dare you? <laughs> um, and then the exit door opens as a sign of respect, Zebo. Um Zebo's like I've had I've had my fill with you thank you which is weird because like Zebo I guess is a non-threat as long as you don't fuck with him so like the whole carny thing is like it feels like a lot less threatening I mean I wrote down that this episode would have been so much better if he ended up trapped on the ride sure that's the and other like thing. part I think, of the attraction I, I don't think there's an episode of are you afraid of the dark that ends badly yeah, the next one we're about to do does. No, it doesn't, does it? Yes. Are you sure? Dangerous Soup. Yes, it does. <laughs> and I appreciated that. There are a couple. Oh, wait, end- you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're totally and you right. Know, and you know which one also ends badly, which is probably the most insane half hour of television I've ever watched <laughs> in my life, what? is the pinball episode of Are You Afraid Oh, that was a big deal. Why was that a big deal, that episode? It was so fucking, it was like, way too high concept for kids i remember they hyped that episode up a lot um yeah in commercials and stuff um yeah pinball i want to look that up i'm just curious if there was like a star in it or something because it usually hyped up the ones where uh where there was a, a a guest star or whatever um i don't see anyone huh I think they just thought they're like, this is so avant-garde. The kids are going to love it. Right, right. That, dude, I just remember that was super hyped up as a kid. Anyway, it's listed on as one of the 13 scariest episodes. So, um, yeah, that one was good. That was a good one. Um, it was a good one. So, yeah. So the kid exits um, and that's the end. Uh, we the fucking Carney shows back up, tells us the same slogan. <laughs> and that's the end that's the end um and then that we we reconvene with the uh, are you afraid of the darkers the midnight society <laughs> they have a name Sean. <laughs> i know <laughs> you know what and that, that's the only reason i corrected myself was because 
what you said is what people would have said to me. They would be like, no, they're the, called the Midnight Society. The are you afraid of the darkers? <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're like, so it was the crazy old guy all along. And the other one's like, maybe the old guy was really Zebo's ghost. Oh, right. And they're like, you'll never know. It's like, well, <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure it's Zebo's ghost. <laughs> right. Come on. And that's the end of Laughing in the Dark, an early one, an early episode, um, but very good, very good. Um, well, I shouldn't say very good, but solid. I think I think it holds up personally. It holds up for sure. And it's compared uh, to some of the other ones, because there were some fucking whack ass episodes that you rewatch <laughs> as an adult and you're like, what the fuck was that? Like there was some bullshit episode I remember about like the Redcoats. Oh my and God. Like, yes, the, yes. The British yes, yes. are coming. The British are coming. And it was like, this is not scary at all. It was like a drama. Yeah. It was like a half hour drama episode. <laughs> I was so upset at that one. Yeah. Those, those were weird. Um, it, and you know what? Really, it's it's about campfire tales. And not every campfire tale is good, right? So, no, some of them suck. This was a little bit weaker of a campfire tale. The Tale of the Dangerous Soup is up next. Season 3, episode yes. 13, April 16th, 1994, starring Nev Campbell. She's excellent in this. She's awesome. She's probably the best, like, kid of the kid, like, protagonist characters. Like, she's probably the best of all. She the has characters. to be. She has to be. Um, you know, a- Alex Mack was in one. She's. God, I was so in love with Alex Mack. You, she was hot. Oh, my God. I wanted to marry her more than anything. Um, and Dr. Vink. Dr. Vink is back. Um, and that's that's important. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and, and he'll reappear in Cutter's Treasure next week. Um, he is one of the uh, the the reoccurring characters that just always shows up. Um, and, and interestingly enough, well, I'll save it for Cutter's Treasure. I'll save it for Cutter's Treasure. But, um, yeah, so Dr. Vink, uh, this, he's here. He's, he's back. Yeah. Glad to see him. He's a weird guy. That guy's a good actor. He is a good actor. You can tell that that guy probably like crushed some fucking Shakespeare. Yes. Yeah. He's doing Shakespeare in the dark. Or in the park, I mean. <laughs> I'm drinking wine again. Uh, <laughs> Shakespeare in the park. He's doing some Shakespeare in the park, for sure. He should do Shakespeare in the dark. He should do that all He should do, like, like, like all the scariest Shakespeare plays. <laughs> um and we are running out of time so we gotta we gotta do this one we gotta go so we gotta go we so this one we open up the crew's talking about their deepest fears um frankie's the storyteller this week and uh they're and one little shit kid is like i'm not afraid of anything that's That's tucker okay that's that's gary's little brother that kid's a fucking nightmare i hate him He fucking sucks. He does suck. And he's like, oh, I'm not afraid of anything. And then Frank's like, oh, yeah, well, here's a tale about fear. <laughs> right. And they wait, first the campers, the Midnight Society, they go around and say what they're afraid of. And one girl says fucking birds. Oh, my God. I read that written down, too. So ridiculous. So ridiculous. Um, and then and then, you know, there was always like a lot of anticipation as a kid. Uh, when Are You Afraid of the Dark was on to hear the name of the movie, like the show for me, at least. Yeah. Like you were like waiting for it. Um, 
I don't know if there's an episode with a, well, yes, there's one that I saw that made me laugh so hard, but (laughs) I don't know if there's a title less scary than this one. Look, I could hear my boyfriend's eyes roll out of his head (laughs) when they said the tale of the dangerous soup. He was so furious with me for putting this on, for having the audacity. Well, there's another one. Wait, I need to get the exact name for it just so I can. There's no question about this. Uh, (laughs) It made me laugh so hard. And I don't even think it was on the reboot in 2000. I think this was an OG one. Um, It was called The The Tale of the Virtual Pets. Oh, God. (laughs) See, that's... That's that's like the later episodes of Ari. Oh, Grant it was Dark, 1999. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was I was like not watching it all then, but I do remember that. I do remember the title of that episode. I gotta watch that so bad. Tale of the virtual fest. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. What a Tamagotchi, like uh whatever. <laughs> right, a Tamagotchi kills you. The tale of the virtual pet. They don't even kill you because it's Are You Afraid of the Dark and like kids don't <laughs> die on this show unless they're already a ghost. Which was yeah, I guess that's chilling. That's chilling enough um right so we meet a guy in a room uh there's fans going he's he sits in a t the thx chair no we yeah well okay wait we need to talk about what he says before he sits in the chair what is he because say? this this guy finds himself in a room and it's like this you know some torture is about to go down in this room like it's a terrifying looking room there are these big industrial fans blowing and you just hear this yes. disembodied voice that says you know, he's like, hey, I can't get out of here. And the voice goes, sit down. And he just goes, yeah, OK. <laughs> Whatever you say. Yeah, OK. It sounds good. Like, he does not try to fight this voice who's like, sit down. It sounds like fucking Jigsaw. It does. It does. It's a very Jigsaw scene, too. Um, totally. And then the guy sits in the chair. A gargoyle, like a lawn gnome gargoyle pops out. <laughs> it is, it's so not menacing. It looks like, yeah, it looks like it's a lawn gnome gargoyle that you get on Sky Mall. Dude, this shit's like ceramic as fuck. Like this isn't a, this isn't like a chiseled piece of stone. This is, <laughs> this shit will break yep. so fast if you drop it. Um, right. And he, he's, it says, he says, it knows what scares you. And all of a sudden we see a snake crawling up his leg and quick cut quick cut yeah uh to nev nev who is a a waitress and a bookkeeper (laughs) at the ripe age of like 13 (laughs) she's doing the taxes for this restaurant (laughs) i couldn't believe it i was like i I was about to write down like wait a minute why is she also doing the accounting and then she literally explains it explains it it's so funny i did that i I was like oh i guess she's an accountant thinking i'm so funny and then she's like literally two seconds later she's like yeah sometimes i'm the accountant and i'm like well that (laughs) takes the piss out of my joke (laughs) it's exactly what happened to me (laughs) it's well except you were smart enough to be like okay i can't tell that joke and i still i still went for it uh uh she's a waitress though at this restaurant um clearly a a very loyal employee a doting employee Yes. To this restaurant. And this restaurant is famous because they have $100 dishes of soup. I always wanted to try this soup when I was a kid. <laughs> I mean, I, I always did, wanted I did to try this it. night. Like, I was like, could it be that good? <laughs> well, 
I, that's why I wanted to try it. Like how, what does a hundred dollar bowl of soup taste like? It has to be fucking good. Speaking of a hundred dollar bowl of soup, you, you know, you asked me, you, you, you're sweet. And you were like, did people like me on the episode? Which they did. Um, but you know what? People had a big issue with your $60 candle. Not not that you bought it. Like they weren't like, you know, they weren't like fucking Richie Rich. They were like, where do you find a $60 candle? Nordstrom. And, oh, I was like, well, so on East Coast, I was like, uh, Saks Fifth Avenue has like $2,000 candles. Like that's not even yeah. a joke. Like it, they have $500 LA, candles. It's not. Yeah, I live in L.A. It's not. You could walk down the street and buy a sixty dollar candle. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's right. very, it's very. They're around. <laughs> you don't totally. have to look that hard. Uh, but yeah, there a lot of people were very like they were like what? what? But like, like they're so, out there, <laughs> right? But like here's the thing: like when I have like extra spending money, like I like to spend it on like a good meal. That's the thing I like to spend money. Right, right, is right. Food. So I would. I mean, I don't know if I'd spend a hundred dollars on soup because I think that is a little fucking much, but like, I definitely would try it. But if everyone tried the soup, okay. If you went to a restaurant and literally, cause they show a scene of the restaurant, everybody's eating the soup. Every single person's eating the soup. Right. I'm probably going to buy that fucking soup for a hundred bucks. Like I, I'd have to know. I think it's, yeah, you're right. It's probably worth it for a hundred dollars well, just to know. Yeah. Also you wouldn't go to that restaurant without like imagine walking in there and being like, Oh, I didn't know the soup was this good. <laughs> like, right. It's you it go there to write up yeah. in papers and stuff about this famous soup. I mean, like there's a guy, this poor old man, he tries to order a second bowl and she's like, sorry, one per customer. Yeah. That's like, strict rules, strict rules. Right. And, uh, out comes Vink who's wearing, you Dude, know, he's he looks like a, he looks like a pirate chef. <laughs> you know, he's yes, he does. And you know, he's the chef because he's wearing a giant pot metal around his neck. Like oh, a right. cooking pot, like a soup as pot. If, as if the fucking huge chef's hat didn't give him away. They have to they have to be like, just in case you guys don't know, this is the chef uh, of the restaurant. Great. And he comes out to like a roaring applause. Yes. Everyone, everyone's cheering for him. He's so happy. And like. And also it's like, first of all, Dr. Vink is not a chef. No. He's, we don't, I don't even know what he really is because he has a new job every time he appears. Yes. Yes. Which like, is a cool running gag. And, and no, I like and, that. And the fact that he's a doctor and this guy calls him out later. An actor calls him oh, out. Oh yeah. And it's actually pretty ruled. good. Yeah, that guy yeah. fucking, he was my favorite character. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, and yeah, so no, Nani, who is Nev, Nani. Uh, I'm going to call her Nev because yeah. I'm not calling anyone Donnie. <laughs> she's uh, also HR because she's interviewing a new guy who comes in. Oh, my God. This guy is like the least unprepared for a job interview I've ever seen in my life. Oh. He comes in. He doesn't even know the name of the restaurant. He goes, he has like a note card to remind himself of, which is not that hard of a name to remember. No. He's like, is this the wild Boar, <laughs> and he's also kind of a great a piece of shit because i love him he's going for the job right but he's he insulting <laughs> he's insulting the fucking head chef of the restaurant he's like who's this asshole yeah he goes uh dr vink is explaining to him like dr vink is comes out and the kid's like is this the cook and dr <laughs> dr vink like should just beat the shit out of him there. But Dr. Vink's like, I'm a chef, like cooks cook or whatever. Chefs use their heart or whatever it is. 
And then he goes, and then he goes, so what am I supposed to be impressed or something? Yeah, it's crazy. Like you're on an interview. It's fucking nuts. Um, (laughs) And then also calls him a nutbag, which, which plays a part in Cutler's treasure. Also, it's referenced in Cutler's treasure. I think everyone called him that, though. I think think so, because because he would always overhear it. That was like one of his things. He'd always he could hear everything and he would always come back like in another scene to be like, oh, and I am not a nutbag. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, And that's what he does here, too. Um, uh, Nev, we go to commercial break and we come back and Nev is explaining, you know, people quit out of the blue and people love the dangerous soup, but. Couldn't figure out why the two were related. Um, And then we see the new hire sneak uh, another spoonful. He's trying to sneak. Because he had, because he got a taste in the job interview. And Dr. Vink. good. Yeah. He's like, wow, that's pretty good. Can I have another taste? And Dr. Vink's like, if you ever take another taste, I will fucking kill you. (laughs) Like he threatens this guy. Which is weird. Because like, why, why is he so protective of it? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. But like you only get one taste. Yeah. It's like Dr. Vink in this episode reminds me of some like chef on chef's table. Like, oh, for sure. He's like that chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, So the new kid tries to sneak another spoonful. Vink catches him. He's like, did you taste my soup? And Nev, Nev like stands up from like behind a counter and is like, "Oh no, he was just cleaning the stove." And he was clearly eating the soup. Yes, and thinks like, mm, "Okay, uh, it's so weird." And, and when he tastes the soup too, he like says out loud, "Man, this is good." Yeah, yeah. And so Nev and um, the new kid have a heart to heart. Um, and while this is happening, Vink and this other waitress that we met earlier in the episode, who's Jersey. kind of annoying. Yeah. Um, they have a fight um, where she proceeds to bang on pots for like five minutes. And I, I'm, not, I'm not entirely I, sure what the point of this fight was. I just love how all these employees, except for Nev Campbell, are like so abusive Giant to their boss. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, fuck you. But uh, turns out. Old Vinky's gonna get his payback right here. Uh, he locks her into a room, right? Yeah, the room. The he locks room. her, and he says it, he says it's the freezer. He's like, uh, "I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the secret ingredient of my soup. Go in that freezer." He's like, well, "I don't see anything in here." And then yeah. he locks the door, and she's like, "Hey, yep." And what's it's going the, on. It's the room with the fans. He gets her to sit down, just like he did in the beginning. Gargoyle comes out um, and we see Vink. He's got some type of vial that appears to be collecting the nectars of her fear. I think the secret ingredient is just the piss of every scared person. <laughs> and he, he thinks it's like the, the fear, the fear. Nectar. Yeah, he's like, this has a very complex flavor to it. It's just people peeing their pants. <laughs> and It's uh, just pee. Yeah. And this girl, she was afraid of knives and. So she sees a big blade circling overhead. Uh, it scares her. He gets the fear stuff out of him. But Nev Campbell and the new hire just catch him. They catch him. And then he's just so quick to give it up. He just immediately like he's tells like, all oh, his secrets. Okay. He's well, like, all right. First they open the door, but everything has disappeared. And then the girl stumbles out and is like, oh, I got to go home. 
So yeah, she's like, what happened in there? And then, yeah. And then they're like, something happened. And he's like, uh, okay. And then he just tells them absolutely everything. I couldn't believe it. And also the story is fucking ludicrous. Cause he's talking about, he met a tribe that had a statue that fed on fear um, the gargoyle is so pointless. I don't get what the gargoyle's purpose is other nothing. than just to, it, I don't get it. Yeah. So the gargoyle feeds on the fear and uh, he takes it from the gargoyle and he puts it in the soup. <laughs> but the gargoyle isn't connected to the vial that's filling with serum. Yeah. And the guy's but, like, you don't scare me. So Dr. Vink pushes him in, says, well, well let's see what does scare you. And Nev is watching this whole thing. This is where I realized that this episode was just like an allegory for post-traumatic stress. Oh, there you go. And I was like, oh, I feel very attacked and seen right now (laughs) watching this episode. I was like, wow, this is like my last therapy session, like (laughs) facing my fears of the past because Reed's fear is like a very like real fear that happened to him when he was a kid. Yeah. Well, do they even say what that was? Yeah. They were like, it was your uncle and he was very bad to you. And it was like, what did Reed's uncle do to him? Oh, I didn't even hear that. Yeah. Cause do you remember when the coffin appeared in the room? No, I I understood that, but I was like, well, it's just gotta be his like weird dead grandpa or something. (laughs) No, it was his fucking creepy uncle. Like, they went there on this show. They fucking went there. This show is fucking weird. This show is so fucking weird. Uh, What was Nickelodeon thinking back then? I don't understand what their thought process is. This was so heavy. I'm telling you, like, I don't remember this episode being this heavy. I picked it because it had Dr. Vink and I am and it had Nev Campbell. And it was like poor Nev, like Nev. Well, not poor Nev. I'm sorry. What's the guy's name? Reed? Not Reed. Yeah. Poor Reed. Because like everyone else's fear was like snakes and knives. No, this guy's processing a traumatic childhood event. And and that's why I was like, holy shit, this is so heavy right now. It's Reed's Reed's sexual abuser, who's also his family member, who's dead. Right. And then he fucking appears. The uncle appears in the room. And and Reed... First of all, the uncle looks like Steve Bannon. He's yes. terrifying <laughs> yes. looking. Yes. He looked exactly like Steve Bannon. And he he fucking yeah, he gets out of the coffin and has chasing Reed. And he is like, Dr. Vink is a menace. Dr. Vink is a menace. And um Reed, uh, well, well so so Reed's freaking out and Nev opens the door. And the gargoyle flies out of the room. It looks Worst like CGI I've ever seen. In it's my not. Life. It's not. You can't. Don't even call that CGI. It is a piece of clip art that they dragged from one <laughs> side of the screen to the other. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. It was. It was honestly. They they spent all the budget getting Nev Campbell. They might as well have just used a, like a flash of light. Like I using doing what they did is is insane. It was unacceptable. But then it Vink, takes you out of it. Right. Then Vink's like, oh, my God, I need to stop this or it's just going to prey on anyone. Which is such a weird like character shift right. in this episode. <laughs> because Vink is like this evil, maniacal guy who's terrorizing his employees. And then yeah. all of a sudden he's like, oh, no, the I have to race. save the city. <laughs> right. 
Uh, Everyone's going to be afraid. Well, Vink leaves and then the lights go out. The doors close and they realize the gargoyle has not left. Um, And they actually see the gargoyle at the front door. And it is now a giant gargoyle piece of clip art. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, It's ridiculous. Uh, Windows are breaking. Snakes are crawling. People are freaking out. Uh, Nev ends up trapped in the uh, terror closet. I'll I'll call it. Okay. Um, And the walls start to close in on her. We learn that she's claustrophobic. Like, if I were Reed, I'd be like, you know what, bitch? Like... (laughs) Do you know what I just saw? All right. Like, take it easy. Like, deal with the fucking claustrophobia. All right, bitch. Like, <laughs> but she is acting her ass off in this scene. But you're she right, is- though. This this is more about Reed. This is more about Reed. Reed. Dude, this is a fucking episode about PTSD. This is fucking I'm saying, mental. Sean, I have, you know this, I have post-traumatic stress yeah. disorder and I'm watching this episode and it's like as stupid as it is. I was like, oh, my God. This is a fucking allegory for that. He's like, face your fear as though all the walls are closing in. He's like, you can do it, Nani. Face your fear. And then like just then the uncle pops out of the coffin and he yeah. and Reed is looking at him and he's going, you're a nightmare. Yeah, he's you're a nightmare. I don't believe in you. Um. And he goes to hug it or not hug it. It's like a fight. He's supposed to be a fight move, but it looks like a hug. Um, And and it all disappears. And um, and I I thought so, like, before you mentioned that to me, I thought it was weird because he's like, it's all over. I faced my fear and I broke the spell. And I was like. Who the fuck's this asshole that thinks, that right. thinks the world said, revolves around what spell? him? Well, yeah, also, and, what and spell? Like, yeah, but like now that I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, right. Well, yeah, but but I liked the twist that it ends up that it's not over, actually. <laughs> like there's like a twist where like they're the gargoyle is actually like, well, I know what your I still know what your fears are. Yeah, well, that's because Vink gets the gargoyle again. And Vink's Here's, like, I plan on being business a long time. So I don't I don't understand what actually happened at the end. Something happened where they were they weren't saved. Like they were still fucked. And I like that because I'm like, oh yeah, therapy's never over. You're in therapy the rest of your fucking life. Yeah. And then they teach <laughs> that that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. Yeah. That's it. It ends. Not a happy ending. Not a happy ending. No. And we cut to uh, the Midnight Society. And Frankie's like, come here, kid. Stick your hand in this box. It might be my dick. <laughs> might be my dick in a box. And um, this is the kid with no fear. And he's like, oh, no, thanks, man. I got to go. Uh, <laughs> he, he runs away. He's also wearing the most ill-fitting shorts I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he <laughs> like, looks like such an asshole. <laughs> And uh, he runs away and then they're like, what's in the box, Frankie? And he's like, what he's afraid of? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Good old Frankie. Good old Frankie. Good old Frankie. And that's it. So what do you think about this episode? Um, This episode, solid. Very. I I like this episode. For an episode about soup that wasn't really about soup... Right. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. It wasn't very dangerous soup. I know that was the t- registered trademark name of the soup, but you know, it was yeah, the good. soup itself wasn't making people do things. 
Now, listen, I don't you, think you know what this also this also could have been a very good allegory for capitalism, too, because the rich are eating um, oh, yeah. the pain People and suffering. Fear, yeah. Of all, yeah, we need to get an interview with the guys that wrote this, and they'll be like, "We need no, nah, we just fucking thought we about just, soup." <laughs> right, you guys are idiots. We got soup delivered to the writers' room, and um, we were, <laughs> and just we're like, like, "What if the soup was evil? <laughs> what if the soup was a hundred dollars and uh, was made with people's fear?" I don't know. I don't know what to tell you guys. <laughs> I'm gonna write an essay about this and put it on Medium. You really I'm should. Un- you really should. I'm gonna unpack this entire episode. You really should. All right. So that's the end of this week. Next week, we are doing Cutter's The Tale of Cutter's Treasure, part one or two, one and two, uh, starring Charles S. Dutton, (laughs) the man, the myth, the legend, um, and more Dr. Vink. We're doing our very Vinky Valentine's Day with uh, Dr. Vink is in both of these episodes, sort of. Um, Definitely in the second one, kind of in the first one. so that's it, guys. Thank you all for listening. Facebook.com slash I hate horror. I hate horror.com. I'm on Instagram at I hate horror. Rachel, tell them. Where, I, <laughs> tell them. I, am. Wait, I wanted to do like a Nickelodeon segue. Like, like, oh, fuck. I'm trying to think about what it is in Double Dare. Like, there was always like the way they threw it back to Mark Summers was always like, Mark, tell them what they've. Oh, that's what it was. Mark, tell them what they've won or yeah. whatever, or whoever it was. Or what about on Guts when uh, Mike, Mike O'Malley Mo. was like, Mo. <laughs> Leaderboard, Mo. Mo. Dude, I saw him at my grocery store once. It was like one of my favorite celebrity sightings ever. Man, when I realized he was like one of the first actors um, or people that I was like, that I saw got work after my childhood of Nickelodeon. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. I was like, that guy's like. He's working. He does things. He doesn't work at guts. (laughs) Yeah, he's not just the guts guy. Yeah, it it. blew my mind. All right, tell us where we can find you. Okay, you can find me at on Twitter, the Rachel Fisher. You can find me on Instagram, Childlike Empress. You can follow my podcast Instagram page, Hollywood Crime Scene. You can listen to my podcast. It's called Hollywood Crime Scene. We talk about crimes in Los Angeles and crimes involving celebrities and the like. Uh, And uh, yeah, that's it. Excellent. 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 Um, so that's it. Cutter's treasure next week. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, and for Joe and Rachel, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios. That's it, guys. That's it, guys. That's it, guys.